Life is about the people you meet and the things you create with them. So go out and start creating. That is one of the life mantras of the co-founder of Holsty, Mike Radpavar, and he joins us today at Let the Music Play podcast as we talk about life, wonder, and the beauty of living the life of your dreams. Hi, I'm Ashton Gustafson, and this is Let the Music Play. In order to be curious, you need um, you need like a small base layer of information. Like you can't be curious about something that you know nothing about. But once people have a little bit of information about something, that's when all the questions start to rise. Yes. And that totally totally makes sense, right? When you think about it, um, and so there's huge implications for that for teachers, for parents, um, and just like and even leaders of companies that have to like kind of spark curiosity. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let the Music Play. We have, uh, man, this is going to be a beautiful conversation. I um, probably about two or three years ago um, randomly crossed paths with something called the Holsty Manifesto. Uh, And at that point in time, I I caught these words. They crossed me at a crucial point in my life and um, really just rattled my cage. And then it connected me with this company and subsequently, I'm now connected with uh, one of the co-founders through our podcast here. And so it is an absolute joy for me to introduce uh, our listeners and everyone at Let the Music Play to the co-founder of Holsty, Mike Radpravar. Mike, thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Ashton. Hey, man. So um, this is going to be this is going to be awesome. I'm excited. Tell me, uh, for those of us that maybe don't know you at all uh, and haven't crossed paths with Holsty. Um, a, what is Holsty? And B, how did you guys get started? Sure. So Holsty is a company that we started about uh, eight years ago. And its purpose and it's our way of exploring what it means to live a balanced, fulfilled life. Um, we explore one mindful theme each month through words, art, and action. Mm-hmm. And this month we're curious, I think. And this month is yeah, it's curiosity. Last so the themes range from intention to simplicity to adventure to curiosity, which is this month, all the way through to gratitude and reflection in December. Oh, so good! I'm so aligned with everything you guys are doing. So you guys, um, but you're more than just a company that sets an intention for people on a monthly basis. Um, you, you guys offer, uh, I know that there's people that have written little articles, uh, blog postings on your site, but it's, 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 it's more than this. So I, I want to introduce people to there, there's more than just t-shirts and wallets and posters that you can buy at Holsty. Um, let's go back. Let's first rewind backwards and tell me how you guys kind of got started. So we, so Dave, Bob and I. Uh, Fabian and I uh, just as you said uh, sat down and we decided that hey we're creating a company in the midst of one of the greatest recessions in our lifetimes and in a very long time. It probably make we're obviously not doing you know creating a t-shirt company because we think this is uh, going to make us like instant <laughs> instant uh, millionaires. Um, but we and the way we were also approaching it was very unconventional. The way we were sourcing materials. We were hell bent on sourcing everything within the U.S. and using the most um, ecologically friendly materials that we could find. And you know, in 2008, it's not like right now where you could just go 
into an American Apparel and find a, a well-fit, a good-fitting organic cotton shirt. We had to actually create the pattern for our own T-shirt, which and and so we were just like we yeah. were putting a lot of effort into doing this, and so we decided to write down, okay, well, let's define for ourselves so we remember now and in the future what our own definition of success is. And that turned into the Whole Sea Manifesto. And um, when we put that on our site, we ended up, uh, it it had some it had some outcomes and some impacts on ourselves and many other people that were totally unexpected and um, humbling, to say the least. Yeah, well, uh, me being one of them, uh, we, we have one, I have one in a living room, uh, at our home, I have one uh, at our office that's like ten feet tall. Um, I think it. I think it's been viewed over a hundred million times. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So what happened was we we put it on when we put it on our site. Um, it's just people started sh- like within three weeks or four weeks, we started getting so much traffic to that page that that the folks hosting our site thought we had. Some kind of that, some kind of virus or something happening on our site because they they were not able to figure out how much why all of a sudden we had this crazy spike of traffic coming in. Yeah, and um, and then we started getting emails from people saying, you know, how much you know this that this message in the manifesto it contained a whole so many sentiments that were important for them, but they had never never seen them all collected in one place like that before. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, and beyond that, I mean, really the most incredible thing was when people started translating it into different languages, mm-hmm. you know, someone in the Philippines is saying, I want to share this with my family. So in Brazil, people in Japan, um, I mean, it was just like in Poland, it was just like it, it the, the places it was starting to pop up. We were just like, we couldn't, it was just, it was so beyond what we were thinking at the time. And, um, and it, it, it altered the course of our company in a lot of ways. It it, it had us thinking uh, about like you know maybe there's a much bigger thing that we that we're tapping into here that that we should pay attention to. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean this this manifesto, and we're going to end the show today uh, with it. But it is um, I I, I kind of don't have words for it. It's full of light. It's full of whimsy. It it reflects mm. some of what. Uh, some of the most beautiful things of what it means to be human. Um, you guys were so mm-hmm. dialed in in this. And, and really, I, one of the things, just from an outsider looking in, that I've never walked through the doors of when Holstey had doors, and, and I've never you know been around you guys, but it's like full integration of, of life is, seems to be what you guys are about. Um, that there isn't a separate, there isn't a separation, you know, it's not like you compartmentalize friendships Mm. and business and food and friends. It's, it's like, it's all this one big, beautiful smoothie that you're taking in. If that's, yeah, (laughs) I mean, Holsey in many ways for better or worse was always just a reflection of the world that we wanted to live in. And so yeah. That was why we, we did potluck series because we just love doing dinners with friends. And yeah. We started hosting these potluck dinners in our East Village apartment. And then once, you know, the size got too large, we ended up, we moved to a bigger apartment so we could host more, more people there. And then we ended up um, hosting them, uh, opened them up to the entire like, Holsey community in our Brooklyn office. And then we just, then we opened it up to anyone who wants to host potluck dinners. And same with the, the yoga classes, we, we um, just so many things that we wanted that we thought were so important for us. We just said, well, why not just make this a part of Holstein? 
and that worked that worked really well for, for some time. And I think that it's still that's still very much um, a core part of our company. Yeah. But uh, but we've also we've also taken the time to like to step back and say, okay, well, as you know, six individuals running this company, there's only so many things that we can put our time and energy into. And so um, we, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit, but we've, we've like, it's, we've had, just like any company, we've had a lot of evolution and kind of time to self-reflect on where we can focus our energy to have yeah. the greatest impact. Yeah, no doubt. So let's, let's riff and walk down that road a little bit. Here you are the co-founder of this company, which is, it's it's almost like Holsty is is this creative company, but it's also a company of inspiration. Uh, it's a it's a company that's making a statement and providing uh, not only you know things consumables that we can buy, but but inspiration for the world. Do you have any like established consistent practices for like staying staying in rhythm, staying creative, being refreshed, being renewed? It seems to me like new horizons or, or something that's consistent in your life. What, what do you, mm-hmm. what do you, do you have anything there that you could walk us down? Um, I mean, I have my personal roots since we started working as a decentralized or fully remote company. Um, so just to step back, we let go of our office in May. That was a big part of kind of us redefining and looking at what are the things that we really want to focus on right. when we took on this mentality of just less but better, you know, real essentialist uh, mindset. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of that was to let go of our office space because we knew that we were not going to be in New York forever, um, Dave and I, and we didn't want to impact that to impact either Holsty or anyone on our team because we have a really fantastic team. Um, and so when we did that, that was, that was a big shift for, for us and a lot of people on the team. And, um, but one thing that I found was the importance of actually just, uh, when you're working from home is creating a real, just, uh, like some things that are sort of core things that you do in kind of separation of work and of, uh, of just personal life. So it took me a while to find this, but like the first thing I found that was important to do is just to wake up and, give myself 20 minutes to meditate hmm. and then about 25 minutes uh, for just some kind of like physical activity, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then just kind of like getting into my work um, and going back to like things that uh, ha- like having the, being able to focus on creative activities. The most important thing that I found for that is to not give myself like not to, to not like have a timer going when I'm trying to do creative things. I feel like timers are really good mm-hmm. for clearing out my inbox mm-hmm. or doing something that is just like very task oriented. But if I'm trying to just like think of something radically new or spending time to research one of our themes and spend a lot of time researching those themes, um, I try to just really give myself like clear out an entire day and say, I'm just going to, I'm giving myself the entire day to drill on to just to focus on this, on this project. Wow. I feel like that's when, that's when the best outcomes come out. That's beautiful. Love that. So we start with some meditation, then we're active. We don't set timers when we need to be creative. We do set timers when we need to clean the air, clean the inbox out. My gosh. Um, I need to do that. Um, so this buzzword in small business and kind of startups is, is decentralization, a decentralized company. Um, for people that may not know what you and I are talking about here, 
you guys had a had a brick and mortar storefront. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and and now there's six of you approximately, and y'all work all across the globe, but everyone doesn't go to an office every day. Right. Exactly. So we have, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, so walk us down that. Okay. So we have my brother who is in New York. I'm in California. Helen, our customer, uh, customer love, um, vice president is in Colorado. And then, uh, our production head, Sarah is in, uh, in Seattle. And then Maciel is in Dominican Republic. Wow. And, um, so we're all pretty spread. And then we have, we have a person who, uh, focuses on wholesale who's based out of Berlin. That's Mikey. And, um, honestly, there's, this would have been a lot harder had it not been for some of the recent kind of just technological <laughs> advances that are coming through. Um, things like Slack make it a lot easier. That's basically, that's a tool that I think a lot of startups are, are using now. It's, it's essentially a way for internal team communication, yeah. um, replaces email in a lot of ways. And it's just like very immediate conversations, but there's also, um, a handful of practices that, that we found are really important for us as a team when working remotely, for example, just to keep everyone kind of updated on what's going on. And so that no one gets too siloed in their work since we're not all in one central office. We found it's important for everyone in Slack. Um, you can create different channels and we have one channel just called check-in and every morning, everyone posts like the two to three main goals they have for the day, mm. whatever they are. And they don't have to be like wildly aggressive. It's not to like show how many things you're doing. It's just like, here are two or three things that I'm working on throughout the day. And what we found is using a tool like Slack, and I feel like I'm just pitching Slack so hard, but honestly, <laughs> I don't know how we would do what we're doing without yeah. it because it just, it keeps the communication so fluid. So we have one channel for marketing, one channel for operations, one channel for um, customer support, and uh, like pretty much because all conversations happen in there rather than like just among a couple people in an email, um, if if uh, Dave and our operations person are having a conversation about a new product that is in development, Helen, who uh, would help to set up the email, can just like might see that email, you know, we'll, we'll might pop in there and see this conversation of the product and say like, oh, that's perfect. Like I can help to schedule this, uh, an email around that or what about doing this kind of campaign? And it just creates a type of collaboration that honestly is not even that easy, as easy to do if you're in an office space with yeah. like closed door meetings because everything is totally documented yeah. um, and referenceable. And you have to, and the beautiful thing about when you type down your ideas is you actually have to think through them a lot more than when you're just like talking, talking through them right. in a meeting. Wow. That, that's amazing. So being a guy that's leading this decentralized company, what would you say is one of the most important things you've learned uh, about leadership of something like this? Um, two things. First one is communication. You can't over communicate. Doesn't matter how off, how much or how often you feel like you you're, you're saying something. I think it's just teammates appreciate communication. Hmm. That's the bottom line. Um, and the second one is, and this is even more specific to being a remote team is just, you have to always assume positive intent because when, yes. you know, when, when you're cutting, when you're talking about things, uh, specifically online and people are just typing things back and forth. Like uh, sometimes it's easy to assume like, Oh, why'd they say, you know, why'd this person say it like that? And it's just like, 
you always, if you, as long as you just, I found that just assuming positive intent, it's just like mm. more often than not, it's like, it's a, it's something that, that is in my own mind um, or in our own mind. And, um, I, I mean, that's a general good rule in life, but specifically yeah. when, when working spe- uh, solely online or as a decentralized company, that's, that's huge to keep in mind. Dude, that's a huge idea. Always assume positive, uh, positive intent. Mm-hmm. When people are, wow, that'll, that'll shift some stuff in text messages and inboxes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> I mean, big time. Um, so, uh, you know, you, you don't just, uh, get an idea to start a company like this without being inspired by other people who, who are some of the people, um, that have inspired, you know, your work, uh, your, your purpose and your mission in life. Um, who inspired our, to start the whole, to start a whole C, um, and even continually, I mean, it doesn't have to be who inspired yeah, it to, to okay. begin. So we definitely have a lot of mentors who have continued to help us kind of reflect that back on what we're doing and in many ways help us to raise the bar for our own work. I think people like, um, uh, for example, Maria Popova has been an yes. incredible supporter of ours almost since day one when she emailed us um, as she was just making her way to the U.S. and uh, saying how much uh, she just had the most beautiful things to say about the work we're doing and um, how the manifesto resonated with her. And and she, and it's funny because a lot of the things that she writes about and works on um, – have a huge, have a huge, uh, kind of like, um, parallel to the, to the types of things and the things, uh, the, 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 what we value as a company also. And, um, although I will say she, she's about like five layers deeper in a lot of ways (laughs) in, in the way in what she's writing. And from a, just a literary perspective, my God, I don't know how she has the time to read as much as she does, but it's, it's it's uh, incredible. it's amazing. Like she's, she's opened my mind and my eyes up to so many new authors and places for just learning more about these virtues and values that we talk a lot about at Holsey. And she's been a continuous source of inspiration. Um, someone else is Seth Godin for sure. He, um, in addition to just like helping us really, uh, influence and think differently about how we reach out to our customers and build relationships He's, uh, he's, we've had the opportunity and this is one of the beautiful things about starting a company in New York is you just somehow have the opportunity to actually meet these incredible people that otherwise I feel like I would have just followed them from afar. Um, and Seth was, uh, was a, he, let me back up. We launched a campaign, uh, several years ago around the holidays and it was, the whole idea was around black friday and how you know during black friday the traditional retail stores as everyone knows really encourage everyone to go out and just kind of go crazy and like like steamroll into stores and grab as much as you can and it's just this mindless form of consumption yeah and so and so what we wanted what we what we our plan was for that year was to launch something called block friday and is so we launched this website called blockfriday.org and the whole idea was what are you going to block Friday off for? And so we videotaped mm-hmm. a bunch of different, um, we had a lot of people who we videotaped and also who submitted their own videos about all the things they're planning to block Friday for and their, um, 
you know, like I'm planning to Black Friday to eat leftovers with friends from Thanksgiving. I'm planning to Black Friday to go have a frisbee game. And so as we were, as we were getting that up and ready to go, um, uh, we shared it with Seth because we thought like just said it was something he might be interested in. He emailed me back almost right away and he's like, call me. I'd be happy to talk about this with you. And I, and I obviously kind of just <laughs> floored and I was like, oh my God, I did not expect anything like that. And so we hopped on the phone, had a really nice conversation. He gave me some just like, I mean, just gem after gem after gem. Yeah. And from there, from there, we got to keep in touch a little bit. And just recently when we were at this uh, moment of change at Holsey, when we were deciding like, what are the types of things we really want to focus on? We actually, before we, before we came to any conclusions, we reached out to Seth and said, it's after, you know, we, um, we're, this is what's going on for us right now. I want to get your thoughts on this. And he actually invited us up to his space just an hour or so outside of New York. And we went and we talked with him and we shared with him very openly everything that was going on for us and within Holstein and um, <clears throat> directions that we wanted to go. And he just like cut right to the core. He's like, listen, this is, this is what you guys are about. You guys are doing all these different things, um, which is, which is great, but you have an opportunity to really focus in on specific things that make you both happy and serve Holsey as a company and mm. as a purpose a lot better. Mm. And um, I, we have him to thank in a lot of ways for these big changes that we made in the past year. Wow. And for our listeners that, that uh, maybe wonder how to find these guys, Seth Godin, just Google Seth Godin, you'll find his daily blog. It's, it's, a, it's, uh, some of the best stuff you'll find on marketing every single day. And Maria Popova mm-hmm. is uh, brainpickings.org, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And she just will, she reads and reads and reads and reports back and just unpacks beauty and uh, beauty, beauty, beauty all through the stuff that she reads. Um yeah, well, I'm I'm the guy from afar watching Seth and Maria. So, so uh, yes, I can see uh, New York. It's better meeting those guys. Um, so, with Holstie, I know that uh, one of Godin's big things is is the experience and 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 changing people and leaving people change and leaving people different than you found them. What I mean. Do you guys have an idea? I mean, could you find language for? What is it that you want someone who crosses paths with Holsty to to walk away with to experience? Um, if we're able to help people find their balance, like true balance, and be able to clear their plate of things, just even for a moment of things that you know the continuous stream of things that feel urgent, like the urgent notifications that keep keep coming up and be able to spend a little bit more time on things that are actually truly important. Um, then I feel like we, we succeeded in what, what we set out to do. Mm. Definitely. Well, that's, I can tell you it's what you guys are doing. So kudos on that. Oh, thank um, you. So have you, have you read or discovered anything lately that's kind of shifted your, your thinking or your consciousness? Um, I, I um, you know, so I, I, I just moved to California yeah. and yeah. So walk us through happened. that move. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, well we, we, two weeks ago, we, uh, we've just, we finished selling pretty much everything that we had left in our New York city apartment. Everything we either let go of, gave away or sold the remaining stuff. Um, and we, 
came to California, two suitcases and a couple boxes. And uh, first of all, that was the most incredible cleansing process I think wow. I've ever gone to. Wow. Difficult at the time, but honestly, there's there's very few things that you know me and my wife we look back at and say, oh man, I wish like we didn't let go of that mm-hmm. thing. Like just it was just it's incredible how many things that we have that just like actually don't bring us joy. And um, I don't know if, any, if you're familiar with the Kumari method, but yep. It's, yep. okay, okay. So she, we both we both listened to that audiobook before we embarked on that cleansing journey. And man, if you ever want to get ready to get just get rid of stuff, that will light it'll, a real fire fire it'll, under it'll, you. It'll it'll mess you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she takes she takes it to a whole new level. So you got to take whatever you need from it. Um, but it was good for us for sure. More and more, so, and less and less, as we say. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, so we landed in California uh, in the Bay Area, and we um, from here we're going to be moving around almost every month, actually, as uh, my wife finishes her rotations um, for school. And we're basically we also we knew we wanted to end up in California. We just didn't know exactly where. So this is an opportunity for us to decide exactly what what feels good and what feels right. And um, since I'm working remote, that kind of that that kind of works as long as I have. Wi-Fi and water, I can pretty much get my work done. Wow. Um, so, but but back to your question though about something that I read or discovered. I was going to say since we've been here, one thing that we've been doing is almost every day just going out and going on these hikes. And man, you don't get you don't get that as easily in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting out into nature and after being on a computer for a good chunk of the day, being able to go out into nature is just it's so feels so right it feels so good um and i just i realized how like that is you know when we talk about like going back to things that are just important that's something that i realize is very important for me mm-hmm. um being able to spend more time in nature so that's that was a great that was a great um kind of a realization um or thing to kind of bring back into the center for me yeah. as i'm kind of discovering on, on my own journey right beautiful so let me ask what what did it feel like to be on the plane pointed west with just two suitcases and and, and leave, leaving what you you know you'd worked for the last decade i mean was there was there uh hope joy uh mystery what what were the what were you holding on to in that moment um you know i spent i i was in i spent almost 10 years in new york and i loved every year that I was there. Um, and I learned so much and the weeks leading up, I was getting really already just getting like kind of sad about leaving and I just need a little more time. And then I realized at one point, you know, even if I was here for 50 more years, I'd still feel, and I had to leave after like 50 years, I still feel like I hadn't seen everything just because that's the nature of New York. You're never going to get to see everything and do everything. And, um, so once I kind of realized that, I don't know, it was just like this, and this just felt like a continuation of a journey. Yeah. Um, uh, and I was, and I, I don't know, I mean, I, I was definitely a little bit nervous, but also excited um, about just kind of getting into like a whole new area and having the opportunity to just learn and grow in a totally different environment. Um, that is also totally beautiful in its own right. Yeah. So in the in this new, you've turned the page. You're now in California. Um, what is or what do you think is is going to be one of the things that keeps you curious out there? Hmm. Um, 
Well, I mean, I guess I'll, if it's okay, I'm gonna, I'll zoom out and to make it not California specific. Is that yeah, okay? Let's go. It's perfect. Um, so uh, our, our main focus right now at Holsey is around the, uh, the Holsey subscription. And the whole purpose of that is to explore one mindful theme each month. And one of my roles in the company in that respect is to dive deep into these themes um, way ahead of time before we even create the art for them or they go to letterpress, print, or um, anything happens and just spend some time learning and reading everything there is about them. And I tell you, there is just so much beautiful, brilliant stuff out there that, yeah. I mean, I personally never took the time to read. And I feel like I'm just, it's, it's been a gr- been a great moment for me. Um, and I'm really, in the beginning, it was like, oh man, I have to like, carve out time to do, you know, it's always like the urgent things are always calling me. And then, but when I actually carved out time to sit down and just like read about curiosity and read about even like the science, like the positive psychology aspects of curiosity, it's just like, I I feel like I'm learning so much stuff that I have not ever spent time doing that, that I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and for example, one interesting thing that I was, that I was kind of, uh, that caught my attention is specifically for curiosity, which is our theme for July. Um, they talk about how in order to be curious, you need, um, you need like a small base layer of information. Like you can't be curious about something that you know nothing about, but once people have a little bit of information about something, that's when all the questions start to rise. And that totally, totally makes sense. Right. When you think about it, um, that, you know, you, you know, just because someone doesn't ask questions about something just it might mean that they don't have like even like the small amount of information that they need to be able to be curious about it. Um, and so there's huge implications for that for teachers, for parents, um, and just like and even leaders of companies of how to like kind of spark curiosity mm. um, for the people around you. That's good. Yeah, man. So I'm just sitting there thinking about that, which is why do you feel like you hit a point once you get about a decade out of school where you thought you wanted answers, but what you really wanted were, were like really great questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I thought you thought you had to have all the answers right out of school. And then now it's like, right. No, I just, I want to ask really good questions that just lead me to even better questions. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. I feel like some of the smartest people I know are not the ones who, who answered quickly with the right answer, but like come back out with you with like a more insightful question. To yes. What you were trying to figure out first off. Right. Right. Which sure. is why it is so important to randomly get curious about the smallest thing, because then it, right. you, it'll unpack multitudes right. of different universes where you just get beautiful questions. Um, right. Love that. Thank you for that. So what, uh, this is one of my favorite questions what advice would you give to your younger self? Hmm. Um, now I was going to say to not overcomplicate things um, and to, um, to keep things simple and have better focus, but I don't know if I actually would say that because I think I needed to go through that time of just doing so many different things to realize how important it is to focus. Um, like, um, I don't know what would I go back and tell my younger self. 
Kind Maybe of, just read more. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'd there say, you go. I'd say read more. <laughs> Honestly, if I could, could have taken more time to read more, there's so much I want to read and learn now. I know. And um, I really did not. It wasn't a focus for me when I was younger, unfortunately. And um, just so much, so much time that uh, that I, I, if I could go back, I would just be like, dedicate more time to just reading. Yep. Yep. I know there's, there's, uh, there's too much good out there to uncover, mm-hmm. you know, which is a great problem to have. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I would take, t- walk us through this subscription. Cause I want to, I want to point our listeners to the Holstie subscription and what you guys offer there, uh, in hopes that we can send some people your way. Totally. Thank you. So really excited about this subscription. We've been, we started focusing on it almost a year ago and, uh, we've already seen some really great results from that effort and we've been continuously improving the product. So basically what we do is each month we have a specific theme. And like we mentioned, um, the themes all are pulled from either distilled from the manifesto, um, uh, from mindfulness, um, experts that we've spoken with or people who, who work in positive psychology. And the whole purpose of these themes is to just take a moment each month, um, have time to reflect. It's kind of like giving yourself the opportunity to do that each month on things that are truly, truly important to us as human beings and not just the, like the iPhone notification that we're getting about something that we have to quickly respond to. And what we're finding, there's a lot of science coming out that is saying how important it is to do those things, especially right now as we're tasks are becoming more automated and robotic and responses are like they're used, they're losing the human touch of them. Um, and so what we're trying to do is we're taking these themes and we're first, we're sharing them with an incredible designer, um, new, different designer every month who illustrates the theme. We take that and we let a press print it and we also make it available, um, so that people can have it on their phone and on their desktop. And as a subscriber, you'd get sent that every month along with an action list that totally, that is, uh, is an introduction to the theme and has three to four, um, different things that you could do that month, um, just to kind of like get you going in terms of how to how to get deeper on the, on on that particular theme, and uh, we combine that also with a list of um, articles, TED talks, podcasts, different videos, things that just kind of like the best of what we found on the internet around that theme, and um, just to help to provide a, a, as a rich of experience as possible for, for those that are really looking for it. But the whole idea and what we've found is that the art, um, as excited as we are about it, it's really not about the art. The art is just a reminder, which is yeah. why it's in the form of a letterpress print that you can put on your desk and you can have it as your desktop background and as your iPhone background, um, just to kind of like help you remember each month that that's really something to that's worth thinking about. Um, but it's really just about, it's, it's about, yeah, taking time to focus on, on these things which are, are important in a time where we feel like I think there's a lot of we're in a notification driven culture rather than a like remembering what's important culture. Right. Yeah. So if, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, that month just went by really fast and I don't even know what happened. I know I put out a lot of fires at work and returned a bunch of email. This subscription um, is a beautiful way and help me, Mike, here if I'm not I'm not saying this right. Mm-hmm. A beautiful, beautiful way to set the intention for 30 to 31 days, um, and and guide okay. you through 
a reflection so you can look backwards and not have regret. There's nothing worse than leaving a month going, what was that? You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think I think that is what uh, I know our generation is starving for is um, to to move with the seasons, to move through months with a sense of meaning, a sense of mission, a sense of purpose uh, and and be able to leave a month saying I'm glad I did and wish in, in lieu of saying uh, I wish I had. Yeah, perfect. And honestly, this is just a simple guided way to do just that. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, man, um, I am so grateful for you guys and your work, uh, your good and necessary work that is um, denting the universe, putting good out there. It's it's changed me. It's changed my companies that I run, people that I run with in our sphere of influence. So know that uh, your work is not in vain. It is um, it's making the world a better place. And I'm grateful for it. Thank you. Much, much appreciated, Ashton. Thank you. Absolutely. So guys, um, go check out Holsty.com. Be sure to sign up for their subscription. Uh, follow what they are doing. Follow them on Instagram. they got a beautiful feed that comes through there. Um, and support these guys. We need to support uh, the world changers and the ones that are uh, putting good out there into the world. So Mike, I know you're busy and I'm grateful for you and your time and your energy. Thanks so much for joining us. Right on. Thank you. Okay, man. We'll talk to you soon. I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with Mike, the co-founder of Holsty, as much as I did. Um, if you did, remember, share this episode with those you love and those you lead. Send it to people. Uh, be sure to support the work that Holsty's doing. Um, and I know once you just go to their website, you'll be totally taken away by everything that they're doing. Um, I wanted to leave you guys uh, with the Holsty Manifesto um, in ancient times there was uh you you may have heard this word before benediction uh comes from the word benedictus which means good word and um the, the idea of a benediction is that um someone who just addressed a crowd or a body of people would speak a word over them and that these words would uh stay with them they would hover with them as they moved and interacted with the world um And I thought, man, this Holstein Manifesto is the perfect benediction um, for today. So wherever you are, uh, if you're on a subway, if you're on an airplane, if you're jogging, uh, if you're rocking a baby to sleep, if you're on a walk, if you're driving, wherever you are, may these words hover over you. May they they light up something inside of you. May they awaken something inside of you. Uh, And I hope they touch you in the way they've touched me. This is your life. Do what you love and do it often. If you don't like something, change it. If you don't like your job, quit. If you don't have enough time, stop watching TV. If you're looking for the love of your life, stop. They will be there waiting for you when you start doing things you love. Stop overanalyzing. Life is simple. All emotions are beautiful. When you eat, appreciate every last bite. Open your mind, arms, and heart to new things and people. We are united in our differences. Ask the next person you see what their passion is and share your inspiring dream with them. Travel often. Getting lost will help you find yourself. Some opportunities only come once. Seize them. Life is about the people you meet and the things you create with them. 
So go out and start creating. Life is short. Live your dream and share your passion. And as always, may you pause by the orchid, listen to the bluebird sing, and be love. <laughs>